0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. It's time now to turn our attention to China.
1: Let's see what's making headlines in China over the past week. China's third quarter GDP numbers have to be right at the top. They must be because a lot of analysts and market watchers looking at this The country saw a disappointing growth of 4.9%, hitting a one-year low. Uh, Can we expect these slow growth numbers to continue in China's fourth quarter? What can policymakers do to reverse this?
0: Other issues we're looking at, uh, shares of Chinese property developers climbing up yesterday after China's central bank stepped forward to calm markets. Uh, Why is Beijing only seeing the need to calm markets now? All this part of the crackdown that we've seen in recent weeks.
1: And according to reports, China has tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile in August. The question is, did it really happen? Uh, To give us an analysis of these headlines, we're joined now by Tan Wei, China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. Good morning, Don.
0: All right, Don, let's uh, start off with uh, China's third quarter GDP, a disappointing 4.9%. Industrial activity rose less than expected in September, uh, hitting a one-year low. In fact, analysts polled by Reuters said these numbers have missed expectations for a 5.2% expansion. So let's talk about why uh, China is experiencing this slow growth. What kind of factors are we looking at here? What what kind of heat does it put on policymakers? And uh, we are going into the fourth quarter. Um, what can we expect there? I know it's quite a bit to, to get through, Don.
2: Hi, good morning. This is the worst performing quarter for China this year. In the first three months of the year, it grew by 18.3%, and then 7.9% from April to June. This time, growth has been hit by power shortages in the country, which have in turn affected factory activity. The property sector has also been a bit of a drag, with construction slowing down as the government tightens restrictions on the housing market. It's not too far off the projections, and it doesn't look like the government is going to step in with any stimulus or policy response for now. Its curbs on the property market were meant to reduce financial risks by limiting unrestrained borrowing by developers. And of course, Evergrande's debt crisis has unnerved the industry. So fourth quarter growth could continue to slow. There have been projections of between 3 and 4 percent by economists. The governor of China's central bank, Yi Gang, said on Sunday that economic recovery is still on track, and he expects it to expand about 8 percent this year, which is more than the official target of about 6 percent announced in March this year.
0: This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode.
1: Now, Don, uh, shares of Chinese property developers actually climbed yesterday after China's central bank calmed markets by saying that the spillover effects from Evergrande's debt woes were actually controllable and the country's economy is doing well. We also saw People's Bank of China Governor Yi Kang uh, say over the weekend that China's economy faces challenges such as default risks for certain firms due to mismanagement and that authorities are keeping a close eye on this so that they don't turn into systematic risks. Question is, why is the Chinese government finally coming forward to calm markets? What does all of this mean for Evergrande moving forward?
2: Yes, Governor Yi was speaking a day ahead of the release of China's third quarter GDP growth data and also to calm nerves about contagion risks. Last Friday, another central bank official also came out to issue assurances that individual banks' risk exposure to Evergrande was not huge and that their banking system could sustain Evergrande's default. Behind the scenes, the People's Bank of China has also been trying to manage the situation. There have been reports that it has eased restrictions on home loans at some of the bigger banks and sped up approvals. It also reportedly told banks to continue lending to developers who aren't at risk of defaulting. And it has ordered state-owned enterprises and banks to buy over Evergrande's assets to help with its liquidity situation and limit contagion. So far, it has shown that it's not going to bail Evergrande out directly, but its priority is in containing the contagion.
0: All right, Don, uh, final issue we're looking at is this report that was released over the weekend uh, from the Financial Times saying China tested a nuclear capable hypersonic missile in August, showing a capability that caught U.S. intelligence by surprise. Apparently, there were five unnamed sources. This hypersonic uh, sort of rocket was able to fly through low orbit space, circle the globe before cruising towards its target, uh, which it missed by about 2000 miles. Okay, what's going on? on here, Don. What's China trying to prove with this testing? I mean, did it even happen? And um, since it was a surprise to the US, uh, is this going to affect their relationship?
2: Well, China yesterday officially denied the report and said, while well, they did have a test. It was a routine spacecraft test that was meant to test reusable spacecraft technology to reduce the cost of launching spacecraft But China has been developing hypersonic technology for years, and so have Russia, North Korea, and, of course, the U.S. This scenario has been described as an arms race, and the test, if true, is coming at a time when it's been made very clear that the U.S. views China as a strategic competitor and adversary. State media have pointed the finger at Western media for hyping the test and spreading the China threat theory, so the U.S. can gain support for a bigger defense budget to develop weapons. An editorial in the Global Times yesterday said it is a fact that China is narrowing the gap with the U.S. and some key military technologies as the country continues to grow stronger economically and technologically. But its military focus is on the Taiwan Strait and the South China Sea, where it has an upper hand over the U.S. because of geography and its continuous buildup and also exercises. But the fact that it has been modernizing its nuclear arsenal and built over 100 intercontinental ballistic missiles has made it abundantly clear that it wants to be seen as a military power not to be
0: trifled with. All right. Thanks so much for your time. As always, Tan Don China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. We'll catch up with you again next week. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.